0: I don't yeah. know, have you ever scored for a corner, Karen. Have you ever I've, taken a corner? I've, I've never, absolutely not. I only give them away. Okay, let's talk about the
1: Irish bias. Keep up to date with the latest WSL action and the biggest interviews. Subscribe to the Koi Gig podcast stream on the OTB Sports app now. OTB
0: AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with Exfoliating Bar. Anthony Moyles is with us this morning. Anthony, good morning to you. How are you? Morning, gents. How are we doing? We we're just talking there about the managers, and some of them talked to the media. Most of them didn't.
2: Um, what well, the direct quote there from Pork Joyce was? Uh, sorry, two seconds. Uh, I have it here. I have no interest in the GPA. I never have. It's beyond my pay grade. Talking about the GPA, to be honest, so I don't know. When asked about the expenses issue, that was his response.
0: But he did talk to the media. Although it seems as if the GPA asked the managers not to talk to the media. It's kind of. It's like. I mean, it's not really beyond your pay grade. Is it?
1: It's beyond mine, Jerry. Uh, ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, look, I think there's, there's always been this really weird relationship with with, with some people, and uh, you know, and 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 the um, the GPA in the sense of you have a situation where. Uh, sorry, the situation where, say, even like O'Rourke, I saw a clip of O'Rourke last night on, 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 on the Sunday game, you know, Tom Parsons was hardly looking at him and O'Rourke has been a guy who's probably poked the bear an awful lot with regard to the GAA in various different articles. Some kind of fellas would think that the GPA are, are overstepping their mark, they're getting involved in too many areas, um, but like the ultimate thing in here is is there was, there was a contract which was there, uh, there was an agreement which was there, it, it changed for COVID, which you can understand, right? Um but the agreement was that once we got back to um, you know a, 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 a normality with regard to playing and training and everything else that the, the agreement that was in place before would, would be reverted back to and it hasn't been reverted back to and I think the GPA are well within their stance and the players are obviously very annoyed and very frustrated that this is going on so like I mean the GEA, rather than letting this thing go on and just kind of trying to I suppose hold the GPA off uh, uh, um, at arm's length need to get a grasp of this because to be fair to them they seem to be, you know, emboldened by this, the GPA, and they seem to be you know, well, you know, they're, they're willing to probably go to the next level, which you would imagine is some kind of a, 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 a I don't know if it's going to be an all-out strike, but certainly it's going to be some type of action. Yeah,
0: well let's wait and see exactly what happens and we'll come back to that because uh, there's plenty of actual football to talk about at the weekend. Uh, I, I mean, I started off on Friday by saying we never talk about me. Let's talk a little bit about me because they were pretty good.
1: Yeah, yeah, they were um yeah, they were they they they, they won the game in the first half there really, you know, playing against the Breeze, um which is always, you know, pretty ferocious and navin, even on a even on a calm day, uh it it can be bad enough. So, you know, they were I suppose first thing for them they were playing at home, second thing, you know, they 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 as I said they played really well against the Breeze, moved the ball well, ran at angles, got some nice scores. You know, Harry Hogan and goal has just been a revelation. Um, he, he, the way he strikes the ball is impeccable. You know, he's a left-footed kicker. He literally takes two steps, be it on kickouts um, or, indeed, his free-taking. And he's, you know, unerringly accurate. Um, I think he got five in a row or maybe six in a row. He missed a couple then, but he probably could have ended up with eight or nine scores, uh, which is unbelievable from from, from a goalkeeper. Um, as I said, you know, he has that strike where he just stands behind it and bang, you, you, you know, you're in no doubt Um, so me played well but Cork were absolutely you know they they were desperate here like really really poor um a lack of intensity a lack of tackling um single single kind of a lot a lot of individual stuff you know even in tackling a lot of individual man on man no guys helping each other no communication and then completely like with a breeze isolating guys up in the forward line like Hurley, giving them the ball and then no runners off them. Like, you know, forwards gathering the ball inside with maybe two Mead men on them. Um, they might get away from the Mead man. And then still still no cavalry, no no one coming to support. And, you know, like, I mean, very, very frustrating. Now, it's it's funny, you know, I thought about it last night and I was thinking to myself, Jesus, if... if Maybe the best thing for Cork would be, and i 'm not sure about this, but i don 't know if they if they meet Kerry in the in the in the Munster, but maybe the best thing for them would be to meet Kerry and get an absolute annihilation because that 's what it would be um, and then it might get people in the Cork county Board or whoever in the county to actually stand up and get a hold of this thing because I feel sorry for, for 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 the players I feel sorry for what 's going on. You can see that they 're trying, um, but at the same time it was it was really bad, so on one side, it was good for me. That they got a win at home. Uh, it'll boost confidence. They've got a number of players back, like Brian Menton, uh, and a couple of guys came back in who did well. Morris played well up front. Uh, Tomás O'Reilly played really well at centre half forward. I think that's a position for him. He's big and strong, well able to win breaks, uh, and is a good passer of the ball. So I think that's a position that they found but at the same time Jerry you have to look at the opposition and go you know Cork were were very very poor much better in the second half to be fair to them but at that stage the 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 game was up is it a situation where Keith Rickon is potentially going into this
2: with his eyes wide open and knows that the team wasn't good enough last year and is going to need to throw players into the deep end immediately and experience a relegation or two, well, maybe hopefully not two relegations, but experience a relegation to Division 3 and slowly build from there?
1: Yeah, I don't know, Owen, to be honest with you. Like, I mean, you know, we're talking about Cork here. Um, mm. You know, and you look at the, the, the playing population, you look at the size of the county, you look at everything. Now, of course, you, you, you marry that up with the fact of it's the football has always been the poor cousin, you know. And sometimes when you know more than more than not when the hurling is going well most of the focus goes there and you would imagine most of the focus you know i don't know this for sure but there's always been talk that most of the focus from say the county board um would go there and even with regard to fixtures and different stuff from a from from a club point of view um some of the players would be the football players would be very very uh, i suppose annoyed and aggravated it just seems like the poor cousin to me um the, 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 the slide, you know, people always would say, you know, if they come up against Kerry in the championship, oh, there'll be a big performance in them. I just don't see it. I just don't see how they would be able to contain Kerry. And as, as I said, I think, it would be, I think it would be a very, very scary proposition for them because yesterday I watched them um, and there was very, very little for about 40-odd minutes. And even when they started to tackle me a bit more with a bit more intensity and they got stuck in a bit more and they showed a bit more passion, they still were pretty devoid of ideas up front. Um the second half suited them a bit more. They had a bit more of a running game. But I don't know I don't know on like I mean no manager wants to go in and say, listen, you know what we're going to blood players, and we're going to get relegated. Like ultimately, you want to blood them, and you want to see a reaction, and you want to try to get a couple of scalps um, and get a couple of performances. But you know, he, he's it, it's it's a very very tricky situation for them now. Um, very tricky situation for them. And 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 I suppose Mead were not lucky, but it was it was it was fortunate that they met a team. They were also lacking in confidence, um, and and once Meade got the bit of run on them in the first half and opened up a bit of a gap, you, there was really only going to be one winner in that game. All right, let's talk about the Division 1 games then. Um, let's start with
0: the best team in the country at the moment, and that's Kerry, grinding it out against Mayo in difficult circumstances without Sean O'Shea, uh, without Paul Murphy, and um, how, how will they feel after that match in terms of their All-Ireland credentials and everything that we, all the questions that we've had about them over the last couple of seasons?
1: I think they'll be frustrated, actually. Um, <clears throat> I think, I'll think, I tell, I tell you what's what glaringly obvious to me is is, is the loss of O'Shea. Um, I thought they were a little bit rudderless uh, in their half-forward line. Um, I thought they were, no, what, what I mean there is, I mean at that pivotal 11 position, um, I'm not saying I can't remember the guy who came in for, 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 for O'Shea sorry Jack his name Savage is, is, yes correct I'm not saying that he had a poor game but he's just not Shawnee O'Shea um, and you know he hasn't got that ability to you know to find the pass but to also drive the players and he's, he's not a focal point really for for, for for the team so what happened was I thought there was a lot of kind of there was a lack of urgency sometimes. When they did get the ball in, well, it was usually Paddy Clifford trying to find David inside, um, and you know he 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 was killing the May, the male uh, uh, cornerbacks and fullbacks. And he was playing really, really well. And he put kind of Kerry on his shoulders for the first half, certainly, um, and for most of the game. But it's, it's something whereby if I was in opposition, you know, you're kind of saying, right, this is, this, is, this is something that we can look on. If Even if O'Shea is playing, we need to make sure that we do our best to try to lessen his influence as much as possible. Now, that's easier said than done, of course. But you have to say, right, like, we're going to get in his face. We're going to follow him everywhere because – you could really see from his absence that that kind of quarterback idea was was was, was missing. Um, and hence, I just thought it was a bit of a lackluster performance from Kerry. Um, their defense was good again. You know, I thought we, we've we spoken about this before, how they've sorted themselves out. I thought they were mean. I thought they were, you know, decent tackling. I thought the structure was very good. They kept that central column very, very tight. Um, and more often than not, Mayo lads just kind of ran down cul-de-sacs got stripped of the ball um, and I think really Kerry probably should have won that game by more um, but in hindsight then you, when you come to the end of it Mayo had opportunities to level it and even had potentially an opportunity to win it um, like I mean Paddy Durkin made a couple of you know, wild shots near the end um but yeah from a from from a carry point of view, I'd say it's frustration, Jerry. you know, I really do i, I think it was, i think I think they would come away from that game and say, "Well, actually, hold on a second, we need to knuckle down a bit more, and we're not really where we thought we would be because you know mayor were good, but they weren't they they're forward set wasn't great like Dunnick O'Connor had a poor game um, very 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 quiet uh, really they they, they, they nearly they ne- the whole game nearly for them rested on a shoulders now he played very very well won his own ball took his own scores kicked his freeze well and he really impressed me I wasn't massively a big fan of his but I thought on uh, on Saturday he he, 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 he he really grew actually you know and he really came of age I think Harry would have been happy enough with the draw actually at the end if it wasn't for the, the
2: too late freeze gifts uh, given to them by Aidan O'Shea. But but I think he thought Aidan O'Shea overall had a had a good day.
1: I think O'Shea had one of his best games I've seen him in a long long time. Um, I really do. He 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 hardly ever wasted a ball, and I thought he was unlucky. Now yeah, the one to drag around, and I thought the one previous to that. You know, where I can't remember someone jumped over his foot kind of. I I thought he was Mm. harsh, harsh done by on that one. Um, But I thought he had a really, really good game. He was kind of carrying the ball out from the full back line and he was doing it sometimes before. He's done it kind of in second gear, whereas this time he was actually really trying to inject as much pace as he can. Um, and once he was getting into space and he gets his head up all the time and he's a very heads up type of player and his hand passing is excellent um and and also you know he he attracts players to him then because fellas want to get a hit on him so fellas come at him to hit him and he has the physical strength to either power through them or slip hand passes off and go again so i was actually i was mightily impressed by him actually i thought he had a very very powerful game um and him doing that role actually would allow the likes of Keegan and O'Hora uh, and these guys to actually take a bit more of a break, and when they go, then to be a bit more effective, rather than having to go every time from the full back line. Um, you know, with with say the likes of Rouen, having to go every time from midfield. So, um, yeah, I, I think Horan, you know, whether he whether he plays that role again or not, I thought he was. I thought he was really really good on Saturday. Okay,
0: a quick word about the Dubs. We've been saying don't write off the Dubs. Uh, everybody was. Right now for those, but they're they're not back back, but they're definitely all Ireland contenders, right?
1: Yeah, yeah. look I think we we spoke about this on Friday, Jared, and I was just saying that you know if they go up there and they win this game, it's an enormous fill up for for, for 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 the team and, and, and for Desi and everyone else that will feel that okay, we've come up here and we've taken the scamp the scalp of the All Ireland champions. Now, I suppose if you if you if you strip that back what happened well they got a number of the players that we discussed that were due to come back back so straight away those guys you can see like literally in an instant when they get the ball their dna uh is is so primed to do the right thing with the ball more often than not so james mccarty gets the first ball you see him if you watch the video of the game he's standing, there's a bit of a free, he takes off, he burns his man, he runs beyond the player, he gets into possession, he touches the ball around three or four times, Like and he's just he just naturally fits back in and he does the right thing with the ball. The same with Merchant, Robbie McDade I thought had an unbelievable game, he gives them that power and pace from the half-back line which was missing in the last while, you know, where he's able to go beyond players and able to go beyond the opposition defence and really stretch them. And if you watch, they had so many attacks in that first half down that left left left-hand side like they really obviously focused down there then they went down that stand side so much Um, so you know they got players back i still think there was a little bit of sloppiness in there there was a couple of pot shots taken less so than the last time Um, like i think they hit 11 out of 17 in the first half you know i think the game they could have been well out of sight i think the game was pretty much over at halftime obviously with the sending off but they could have been way out of sight because they actually missed a couple of handy ones as well but there was, a, there, was, there was a definite, noticeable difference that they were trying to find the right guys with the ball. I think it was around 13 or 14 minutes. They went down the, the, the left-hand side and they they sought Costello out. A couple of players, LeHif had a had a ball or had the ball in his hands. Scully had the ball, but they sought Costello out. They eventually gave it to Costello, and I thought he was really, really good at a time where the game was kind of only kind of finding its feet he he tore he first thing he had in his mind was just run straight at Kerry uh, or straight at the Tyrone defense caused guys to miss uh, and he got some vital scores to kind of to kind of settle dublin so look we've spoken about this um they still have guys to come back um are they are they the finished article not by not by a long shot but i thought their defense was good um i think tyrone bar that spell in the second half where they kind of kicked a few scores, they never really looked like winning the game, to be honest.
0: Yeah. Like, we were saying earlier, you would make them favourites to win Leinster and they'd be a point or two point underdogs against Mayo and Kerry in the Northern final if you had to price it up today. But that's it. That's how close they are, as opposed to this absolute crisis-torn, chronically mismanaged group that they've
1: been painted by many. Yeah, I think so. You know, like... Look, people just wanted i suppose to get to you know get the story around them. And and it did. Like I mean, I suppose if if you know if you came over and watched the match and you'd never seen them before and you didn't know much about them and you watched them say against Armagh, you go well, these guys are who? You know, they're meant to be what? Because they were disjointed. They were all over the place. But then you kind of have to look and look at the amount of players that were trying to blood, uh, look at players who were necessarily playing out of position, getting game time in different areas of the pitch. Yeah. Um, and I then, mean, of course... That, that's say, the thing. Like, it, it, you know... I, it,
0: uh for whatever reason, Desi has no credit in the bank, even though he has won an All-Ireland and like they should have won the All-Ireland semi-final last year. But for whatever reason, his players couldn't manage a game-winning situation to get themselves um, through after 76, 77 minutes. And then they would have been in All-Ireland. Finally, he would have been like, well, that's not bad considering the gazillion uh, All-Ireland winners that they've, they've lost. I, I, I don't know. He's not a million miles away from where Jim Gavin was with a much better selection of players in his third season as the manager of the Dubs.
1: Like, Gerald, you know, when you're going to manage a team and you've managed, especially, you know, Desi's job where he's coming in after, uh, you know, winning, obviously the very, very successful situation that Gavin had, you know, and you look at Gavin Arthur Gilroy, you have to bring something different. If you continue to do the same old, same old, and you continue to play in in the way that the previous manager, the the players will get absolutely sick, uh, you know, to their teeth of it because they've been doing it for X amount of years. And players want to be challenged. Players want something different. Players want to hear not only a different voice, but they want to hear a different message. Um, and, And last year, I would say, you know, and even the you know probably previous to that there was there was still a lot of remnants of the, of the gavin era that they were kind of saying well listen we're not going to throw it all away because it obviously works but what we want to do is we want to try to put our own stamp on it over, over the next number of years and i think this year especially he has tried to do that with his backroom team to really kind of i suppose take a brave step and stick the chest out and say no this is how we want to play and how that that is is they're trying to move that ball much faster into the full forward line by kicking the ball and they're trying to allow players the freedom I suppose to have shots you know I kind of I, I looked at some of the games, um, a lot of them over the weekend. And, and, and you know, I watched Donegal-Mail or Monaghan. And, like, I find myself watching Donegal, watching it, I, I record most of them because I can't watch them uh, live because they absolutely I, – I, I go bananas – i feel like just throwing my whatever boot on the tv Um or, or you could just fall asleep you can go out and put the kettle on and come back in and they'd be probably still tipping the ball across their own 50. so you, you end up in a situation where you're saying to yourself like who's trying to play football here and I don't care whether you're Meade or even Cork or you're, you know, Tipperary or you're Der- there's There's some teams who are trying to play the game in a positive fashion. And there's some teams who are still stuck three or four in that kind of era of three or four or five years ago, which is getting bodies behind it. That's all fine. But then slowly coming out. Like I watched the the, the Donegal Monaghan match. There's an unbelievable number of examples where they're coming out of defence. And instead of kick passing the ball into space, the player who say on the half forward line runs back towards the man, receives a hand pass off the man, off his shoulder, and then hand passes it back to the next defender coming out. So not only do you receive the ball, you actually go back. 20 yards from where you received the ball so you're basically saying well we're going to start again now that's fine you know it's a slow build up but it's absolutely like it's just it's just terrible football so you know i look at farrell and i look at what some managers are doing and i applaud what they're doing because i think the game you know you were chatting to alan quinlan there like every game evolves and i think gaelic football managers are going to have to start realizing that actually you know we're, we have to be willing to do things we have to have say instead of having one-off runners in the forward line we have to have two guys we have to have a situation like in the rugby that you're willing to do a handoff uh, a, a, and play the ball away out of the tackle that you're willing to take risk that you're willing as a halfback or, or, or a fullback to come up and take a shot because you've been training so much that you have the ability to do it and, and because it, it, it's those key moments and the teams that actually get enough guys that are willing to do that and be able to execute those things at times of pressure. They're the fellas that will win the championships and will win games. That safety first idea of maintaining possession, loads of possession, you know, crisscrossing across the field, that, that, that that's not going to win you. It might win you some games, but it's not going to win you the, the games to win in all Ireland. Not not in my view. Alright, Anthony we
0: leave it there. Thanks a million. Yeah. Cheers. Cheers, lads. That's Anthony Moll's giving us some thoughts on the weekends getting football action. Is there is there an emergency power rankings required after yeah. like uh Cavan ahead of Tip I think at half time
2: and then get blitzed in the second half Oh I had a huge win huge win for Tipperary yesterday uh, because obviously pre-season the expectation was that themselves and Cavan were going to get out of that division and things didn't go so well for Tip at the start beating Sligo beating Cavan they're massive wins back to back for them now so uh, and they needed to win yesterday I don't think um, it would have been good enough otherwise uh, just on the, the Dublin point like it's very kind of like a simple one and it's it's not very incisive but i wonder if Desi farrell just kind of like looked at last year and said That didn't work. We're going to do something different. What we know from last year is that they were back training quite early. Obviously, we had the situation uh, pre-COVID. We know that they showed signs of not fatigue, but of uh, maybe being kind of a little bit worn out, uh, mentally at least, in the Leinster Championship, that the collapse in the second half against Mayo wasn't all that of a surprise. I wonder, has he analysed the curve that they went on last year and said, we just went too early? Like, let's not forget they were joint champions in the league last year. This year, clearly they're not going to be joint champions in the league. They're not going to be champions. They're not going to be in the the, the final of the league. Uh, They've got lads playing club football over the last couple of weeks. Obviously James McCarthy played for, for Ballymun a, a couple of weeks ago. Uh, Conor Callum played a challenge game. That's that's where he got his injury. That They've said to the league, listen, screw this. This is not important whatsoever. Uh, even getting relegated to Division 2, not the end of the world. We will be fine as long as we're right for championship. And that's just, that's it's as basic as that. Uh, that's one aspect of it. I do think uh, it's not
0: about the X's and O's. It's about the Jims and Joes. And they've had none of the players. They haven't had that selection. We've been like, oh look at that. Who are these players? It's like literally who are these players? Because mm. Not, not very many people knew anything about the players who were being blooded but now you're looking at the team coming back like Robbie McDay was an all-star yeah. he was that good like people kind of underrate the COVID season that they won the All-Ireland because it was COVID but you were still playing inter-county right it was still one of the All-Irelands that were crediting Limerick with winning with being like the greatest team since the Kilkenny team like you have to give them credit for that but the players that they were missing last year because of injuries or, or the disjointed nature I'm not saying they're brilliant I'm not saying they're going to be as good as uh, Dublin under Jim Gavin because they don't have the same playing pool but they do have loads of players who are really good still Mm. who we're like oh that's not as good that player's not as good and it's like well actually okay so McDade is not quite as good a footballer as the footballer he's replacing in Jack McCaffrey
2: but he's bloody good he was an all-star and he wasn't around last year for everything, was he? Wasn't he injured he for most of it? No, he was, he was there. He, I, I literally have it in front of me. He, sorry, he came off the bench against uh, Mayo in the game that they lost. So I'm, I'm not sure was that uh, an injury-based thing before that, that that led him into that. You see, the thing is, like me not having quarter finals last year, I couldn't tell you what happened in the Leinster Championship. Yeah, so. okay, fair enough. It's, uh,
0: he's got. Um, he's still got players to come back in the forward line in Paddy Small and uh, in Khan, right? but the, half, the forward line yesterday was Howard, Bugler, Scully Costello, local Kenny and Rock so now they've strengthened depth because they've got those two to come back
2: yeah obviously the depth isn't what it once was but again the bar is just so unbelievably high and it's going to be important come the end of the championship they're not going to need that depth for the first few rounds of the of the Lancer championship no
0: and, and Lee Gannon only came off the bench in the 70th yeah. minute yesterday he's been excellent like,
2: R- rumours of the demise
0: That's it That's all I'm saying It's like Because everybody wants him And it's really It's really easy to go Oh he's not This is not the same Coaching ticket He's not as good As uh, the previous guy He's not as good As the previous guy And the manager's not as good As the previous guy But actually He's done a bloody good job In in integrating A new team Because it is It is a new team And let's just uh, Let's just cool the Jets
2: The one thing you don't know Is is about the manager Like that's a very Very hard thing To actually uh, Evaluate like how good a manager Desi Farrell is it's much easier to look at the players and say they're not as good and, and that's all fair game but it's very hard to know how good a manager otherwise Desi Farrell is so uh, for criticising and, and saying that you know could there be a soccer style situation where Desi Farrell's neck is on the block at some stage of the season that that does seem to have been a bit of an over-exaggeration at this well,
0: point Well, so first year wins in All-Ireland second year loses a, an epic semi-final and third year let's wait and see exactly the same course as Jim Gavin Except they got blown out by Donegal, essentially, Mm. when they were seven points to one up. Like It's almost exactly the same when you think about it. They didn't get blown out uh, in the second half by Mayo. They got blown out in, in extra time. So
2: maybe it's almost exactly the same. I do Well, it's, I do think that people are looking at the 2013-14 Dublin team as a, a much better team than this current exactly, Dublin team. Yeah. So, I mean, so, that so is it easier to do a good job with those players or
0: is it easier to do a good job with these players? Mm-hmm. Which,
2: who, had the easier, who had the better hand there? Well, obviously Jim Gavin did. and I but mean, Jim the, Gavin's
0: the greatest manager of all time. Uh, but and like, Desi's nowhere near him. You can't compare the two of them because this guy's a genius and this guy's not. But <laughs> hang on a second. <laughs> what, where's that? Where's the, like,
2: you're, you're forced me to argue for a point here that I don't actually believe in that uh, that. that that I don't believe Desi Parr is a good manager. Things do I, don't, anyway. I don't know. I do it anyway. Yeah, true. Yeah, we do it all the time. OTB AM is brought to you live each
0: morning by Gillette Labs for an effortless finish your day. I just do think it's been kind of very, uh, this guy is great and this guy is not great because we've seen this guy be great, but actually, you know, there was an evolutionary process there where Jim Gavin obviously does become a great manager. Uh, OTB AM with Gillette. Get into your flow with the new Gillette Labs Razor with exfoliating bar.